This is the Ask Foleschini podcast, where the modern economy is discussed from a skeptic's perspective. Mr. Foleschini helps you distinguish what is sustainable in our economy and what isn't. Not everything that glitters is gold, and not all mud is dirty. The podcaster Mr. Foleschini provides no-nonsense advice. He had it all, lost it all, went bankrupt multiple times, and is now attempting to come back from zero with sustainable growth. There are numerous coaches and preachers on the internet that preach about positive thinking and how life is all roses if you just care to see it that way. Well, Mr. Foleschini is definitely not one of them. We recommend you ask Foleschini to keep it real. He discusses the darker side of the current economic reality, the side that's more important for your personal and business finance. His first intention is to help you keep what you already have. Not to be a complete party pooper, Mr. Foleschini will also hint at the earning opportunities in the economy today. In order to please the almighty algorithm, please like, share, and subscribe. And now it's time to start taking notes. The mic goes to the podcaster, the one and only Mr. Foleschini. Thank you, Taylor. As part of my coaching as a treasurer, I'm assisting a high-knowledge company, which is on a mission to transfer the latest in neuroscience into practical, hands-on advice for business people. The company has prepared a change management product for medium-sized companies. And what I found out on the project is that most people and companies that need change, they need it because they lost their game. That was the reason I dedicated this bonus episode to the question, how important is the game for business people? Let me start with the theory. The dictionary defines a game as an activity that one engages in for amusement or fun. As children, we start exploring the world by playing. We also learn our first skills in the games that we play. Then, when we grow a bit older, most of us start associating the game with sports. There is even a game theory popular with consulting firms. So let me start with the game theory and definitions that I've Googled. Game theory is the study of the ways in which interacting choices of economic agents produce outcomes with respect to the preferences or utilities of those agents, where the outcomes in question might have been intended by none of the agents. How game theory is relevant in economics and business. Economics often use game theory to understand oligopol firm behavior. It helps to predict likely outcomes when firms engage in certain behaviors, such as price fixing and collusion. What is the game theory and why is it used in the strategic management of firms? Game theory is a powerful framework that enables managers to analyze systematically the ties among interactions between actors in a market and to develop appropriate competitive strategies. My opinion is that the game theory is overrated. I do believe that it might be potentially useful, but for most people, it's too complicated. I explain businesses in much simplified way. It's really simple. If you want a business, you need a player. A player can be entrepreneur, entrepreneur, manager, or salesperson, or all four combined in one person from the beginning. I call him the player because this person is constantly playing against the odds interacting with buyers, suppliers, financiers, regulators, and similar. Every player needs to have a game to conduct business. That is how business is done. 
the better your game, the bigger player you are. My personal experience with the game is not typical. It started like a fairy tale. Introverted geek gets initial success in programming in the 90s and then gets all high on the initial success and gets in the game of business. While doing business, it was impractical to be shy and not to communicate. So I had to learn how to communicate and how to prepare my presentations to convince all stakeholders to work with me. One thing I sure didn't lack was enthusiasm. The world of finance proved to be very lucrative for me. I got the game. I was on top of the world for 10 years. Then I got bored. I became a victim of my own success. In one moment, something suddenly changed. I got tired of all the acting and I lost the game. Of course, I still wanted the same results. So I worked a lot, even too much. And that resulted in a burnout. In order to solve the consequences of a burnout, I needed a lot of rest. And while resting, I did a lot of thinking too. First, I was lost, wondering what happened to me. Then I realized I lost the game. I lost the initial enthusiasm that made me so successful. I suddenly realized that I hated the players. And because I was a player too, I hated myself too. Then I found a helpful proverb. Don't hate the player, hate the game, meaning that frustration with the system or activity should be blamed on its weaknesses, rather on the individuals who operated with it. I needed months to figure out again what motivates me while engaging in hobbies and concentration. And then I figured out what really drives me. And this was the moment I got my game back. And not just that, now I help people and companies get in the game for the first time or get their game back if they were in the game before. I now realize the game is the most important part of any business. It is the single most important soft skill most predominantly logical Western world would like to ignore. As we all know, profit is a reward for assuming risks. I now know that the game is the necessary ingredient of every venture and is needed to convince people involved to be more enthusiastic about potential profits and less afraid of potential losses. My own example is the best demonstration of how no game always results in no business. And now let's check the opportunities connected with the game in business and lack of the game in business. For business people, you have to ask yourself, do you have fun? Is there a challenge for you in your business? You have to work on your game. The better you become, the bigger player you will be. So the biggest opportunity is to improve your game. If you don't have a game, get the game back. For companies, check if people are bored and overworked and if the results are just not there. The reason might be that your company might lack a game. Of course, most games are team sports. Think in terms how your CEO could start playing the game and get all employees involved in the game. So it needs to be challenging for them and also need to have a reward that is worth playing for. For consultants, the most important is, and the biggest opportunity, of course, is that you help people and businesses identify if they have a game.
If they have a game, help them improve their game. If they don't have a game, teach them how to develop their game, how to get back in the game, and how to be the best in the game. Let me conclude this bonus episode by pointing out the obvious. We were taught in school that business is all about being objective and logical. We often hear life is not a game. School system teaches us the necessary agreements are reached most efficiently by convincing everyone involved with the logical and factual presentation that clearly indicates what is best for everyone. But the fact is that people with the game utilize their carefully built reputation while simultaneously using their persuasion skills and steering emotions to convince other people to do or purchase something despite of the risk involved. The answer to the question from the title, how important is the game for business people, is the game is the single most important soft skill in today's world of business. And back to Taylor. Thank you, Mr. Faleschini, for this outstanding podcast. And thank you for listening to the Ask Faleschini podcast until the end. Mr. Faleschini would love to hear your feedback in the comments. And don't forget, if you want to know, ask Faleschini or listen to the Ask Faleschini podcast. In order to please the almighty algorithm, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.